The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their physicalities broad and their fringes long. For they, they love to have their place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Now are you to be called, and nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be on your be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. And this is the gospel of the Lord. The musician, uh, singer, songwriter, Rich Mullins, who tragically died in a car accident in the 1990s, uh, was known as a generous person. Despite someone who had multiple number one songs on the Christian music charts and sold millions of albums, uh, the way Rich decided to set up his finances was is that he created a trust, and all the money he made went into that trust, and then that trust paid him each year whatever the average American's salary was for that year. And then the rest of the money from that trust was given away to charities and churches and people in need and, and all kinds of things. And the last few years of Rich's life, he lived on a Navajo reservation in New Mexico. And uh, Jim Dunning Jr., who was Rich's financial manager, had this to say about Rich. In all the years I managed his finances, I noticed this. He never sold anything. He just gave things away. He gave away his vehicles, books, clothes, everything. Six weeks after he died, we went down to the reservation to get all of his possessions and give them to his family. When he moved down, he used a 20-foot truck. But by the time of his death, all of his possessions didn't fill half of the 20-foot truck. We stored them temporarily in an 8 by 10 storage room. I have clients who made less than rich, who have 7,000 square foot homes filled with possessions. And here was this guy who in his entire life could fill up only 80 square feet. Rich died tragically and unexpectedly, so it wasn't like he was making plans to get rid of all of his things. When he died, everything that he used to live his life fit in 80 square feet. That's all he needed and that's all he used. 
was someone able to have the kind of generosity the rich had, to be able to give to that extent? I think there's a lot of things that go into it, and there's a lot of elements to make that up, but our gospel reading from Matthew this morning talks about one particular element that I think is required for generosity. This element was evident in Rich's life, and it shows up in the lives of everyone I know who practices generosity. Throughout Matthew's gospel, Jesus has had concerns about the religious leaders and what they are doing, and he's particularly concerned with the scribes and the Pharisees. And in chapter 23, Jesus is ready to let it all out. He's ready to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with these folks and let them know what he thinks about what they're doing. Throughout chapter 23, Jesus chastises these leaders thoroughly. And after you read the end of that chapter, if you get through Matthew chapter 23, you understand why these folks wanted to kill Jesus and why they did not want him to be around anymore. In our reading, which is the first part of the monologue by Jesus, it doesn't get too intense yet. Jesus is just getting warmed up here. But here Jesus says that these religious leaders, they are putting heavy burdens on the backs of other people and they are not doing anything to help them. Jesus talks about their desire to wear spiritual clothes to show their holiness and, and that they want to always sit in the best seats and to be greeted with respect and have people call them teacher or father or instructor. These, these religious leaders are being led by their pride, which causes them to do harm to those around them. Pride is destructive for those that are around us because it leads us to put ourselves first I deserve to have the best seats. People should be respectful to me and use my title when they talk to me. I should have the clothes that everyone's going to take note of and notice me. Pride takes our attention away from the people around us and their needs and turns our focus towards ourselves and how people can serve us. This is the great sin of these religious leaders. All those prideful actions are creating burdens for the people around them. This is my seat, you need to move. Use my title when you speak to me. Pride puts these demands out into the world and asks other people to fulfill those demands. Jesus sees this happening and he's had enough. He sees all the suffering that the pride is bringing into the world and creating the lives of others and he wants it to stop. What's the cure for pride then? Jesus says it at the end of our reading. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. Humility is the antidote for the venom of pride. Where, where pride places demands on those around us, humility pushes those demands away and provides space for life. Instead of, hey, this is my seat and you need to move, humility says, hey, sit down here, have a rest. Instead of being worried about whether people address you correctly or not, humility spends its time wondering about the person before you and what they might need. Put simply, the prideful person says, what are these people around me going to do for me? Whereas the humble person says, what am I going to do for the people that are around me? The difference between pride and humility is, is one of direction of attention. 
Is the focus going towards others or going towards ourselves? When Rich Mullins got his start in the 1980s, he landed a coveted position as the opening act for Amy Grant, who at the time was the largest Christian musician in the country. And Amy Grant's manager tells the story of the first time she met Rich Mullins on the opening night of their tour. She'd never met him before, but uh, she was in the back room, uh, with the, in the room where they had the food and the drinks set up for the musicians, and Rich Mullins walks in, and, and Rich Mullins never quite dressed the best way. He usually had raggedy kind of clothes on. And she sees this guy walk in and says, oh, this guy doesn't belong here. So she goes up and tells him, hey, you need to leave. This is only for the musicians. She thought he was a stagehand or somebody else. And so Rich, he politely left. And then an hour later, they announced Rich Mullins come on stage. And he walked out, and she looks out and sees who's walking out on the stage, and she realizes the huge mistake she has made when she kicked him out of that room. And so after the concert, she went up to me and asked me, hey, why didn't you tell me who you were? Why didn't you tell me that you were rich and that you're a musician, that you belong here with us? And Rich Mullen said he told her that he thought that the food and stuff was set up for Amy's band and it wasn't for him. He never assumed that he had a seat at the table. He never assumed that the place belonged to him. One of the key things that allowed Rich Mullins to be a generous person was his humility. The humble person is able to give to others because they don't think they have any more claim to the stuff or the money they have than anyone else does. They can see the needs of those around them and they are eager to meet those needs. As we think about being generous people here at Holy Comforter, one of the important virtues that we need to cultivate and develop is humility. Humility will open our hearts to share and care for one another. And if you're struggling with pride, know that we have a gracious God and a leader in Jesus who will help us grow in our humility. Jesus, as our humble leader, gave of himself. He didn't think his title of Messiah or Son of God was an excuse to require others to serve him or to place demands on those that are around him. Instead, Jesus offered himself for the sake of the world. He saw people in need, and he did what he could to meet those needs. Jesus' humility allowed him to be generous, and he wants us as his followers to do the same. Today's kind of the last official day of our commitment campaign for next year here at Holy Comforter, and I'm asking everyone at our church to humble themselves and make a commitment to give to one another next year. This is how we care for one another, by giving to each other and putting others before ourselves. Giving allows everything that happens here at this church to happen. Every single thing at this church happens because people give to make it happen. Giving allows people to have a quiet place to pray. Giving provides air conditioning on a hot summer night for a group of folks to gather together and help one another on their journey to sobriety. Giving allows us to hand out HEB gift cards to people that are hungry. Giving provides materials for kids so they can grow in their relationship with God. And I could go on naming all the things that happen here, but they all only happen. Everything that happens here at Holy Comforter only happens because people are humbling themselves and giving for the sake of others to make the lives of those around them better. 
Jesus is asking us to do this. We have many Christian saints, people like Rich Mullins, who show us the way of Jesus through their humble generosity. Beloved, consider what pride you may need to repent of. Jesus will forgive you, and Jesus will show you the path of humility. And that is the only path that leads to giving, and it's the only path that leads to creating life and community and love for others.